Dear Cheap Astronomy, could war get us into space? There's been a long-running dialogue here at Cheap Astronomy about what economic drivers might transform us into a proper spacefaring species with moon bases, Mars bases and all that. But it is hard to imagine what economic drivers might really work. Space is hard and it's also darned expensive. Tourism could be a driver. After all, there has been a bit of millionaire tourism happening lately. Mostly just flights above the atmosphere, although we have put some tourists into orbit and there are plans to send tourists around the moon in coming years. So that is something, but until there's some economies of scale, it's hard to see how tourism is really going to lead the way. After all, space is not only hard and expensive, but it's also freaking dangerous. For all the same reasons that submarine tourism is unlikely to take off, space tourism also looks a bit doubtful. Of course, another economic driver might be space mining, but despite cheap astronomy's relentless advocacy for crashing on the moon, that still seems no closer to reality. So, is war an option? It does seem to be the case that the US-Soviet Union Cold War did get things moving and probably got Neil and Buzz onto the moon. And ongoing international tensions have filled our skies with spy satellites and a whole range of space warfare strategies have at least been considered. Ground-to-space attacks are fairly straightforward. Beginning in 1985, when the US destroyed one of their ageing satellites, with a missile launched from an F-15 fighter jet while it was in vertical ascent. The orbital debris was tracked over the next 20 years, with the last big piece deorbiting in 2004. Russia, India and China have also targeted and destroyed their own satellites, although they were met with outraged complaints about adding space junk to Earth orbit. Space-to-ground attacks are actually a lot more difficult. For example, you can't realistically drop a bomb from orbit, since the satellite platform will be screaming over its target at about 8 kilometers a second, and there's no way a passively dropped bomb can stay on a planned trajectory when it first has to survive re-entry and then fall through the full width of the atmosphere. So if you want to hit a specific target, your only realistic option is some kind of precision-guided missile which has some kind of robust heat shielding. And in any case, as soon as your enemies know you've got a satellite weapons platform in orbit, they can just blow it out of the sky unless you burn a ton of fuel to constantly shift your orbit so as to evade any predictive targeting. So, in nearly all respects, you are better off with a standard intercontinental ballistic missile, which can be launched stealthily from a stable surface platform that also has maintenance and upgrade capabilities. A James Bond villain-type laser weapon fired from orbit, which is able to cause significant damage on the ground, would need an absolute ton of electrical power, which you just can't get from solar panels and batteries, so forget it. 
You could try building a giant solar reflector in order to torch your enemies with a heat ray. But again, as soon as someone realizes what you're building, they'll just blow it out of the sky. In orbit, you are totally exposed. Space-to-space -space warfare has also had its first small steps. The Soviets actually installed and test-fired a space cannon mounted on the Salyut 3 station. The cannon was essentially an oversized machine gun intended to defend the station from the aggressive approach of another spacecraft. The Soviets also developed a handheld laser pistol for cosmonauts, which would have been about as deadly as a laser pointer, but the idea was to use it to burn out cameras and other optical devices on an aggressively approaching spacecraft. Trouble is, there never were any approaches by aggressive spacecraft, making it hard to justify any further developments in these areas. But anyhow, war is unlikely to help us get into space. Wars are mostly about destroying infrastructure rather than building it. And in most respects, Earth's orbit is a terrible place to mount an attack from. What history has shown us is that it's international tensions, suspicions and rivalry that really get things moving. War is a dish best served cold.